0: ever feel like it's too overwhelming at times? Taking care of your body, nourishing your mind, finding your passion in life, monetizing it, and still marketing yourself on social media. Oh, and let's not forget all the unplanned events that life throws your way. Hello there, I'm Leon, your marketing coach and strategist. On this podcast, we share knowledge on all things marketing, mindset, and running your online business. Together, we'll work on ditching the overwhelm and attracting the life and business that you desire in the simplest and most effective way ever. hello 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 now today is such an excited podcast episode because I am joined with a budgeting coach a financial educator all the way from the United Kingdom who even helped me with my own personal finances and budgeting and just an all-around amazing beautiful soul Esther Bangura welcome to the content magnet podcast how are you I am great. Um, Leon, that was such a
1: beautiful introduction.
0: I've never been
1: introduced um, in such a lovely way thank you so much for having me I am super excited to be here I've been waiting for the longest to get on your podcast since last year so this is definitely a dream come true
0: oh it is my pleasure and I strongly believe in divine timing now Esa and I we we are laughing right now because this is actually the third time we're attempting to record this and that's why I believe in divine timing I believe that the first two times we tried those intros just weren't good enough so i believe that this is the third time and this is the episode that was meant to be aired this is the episode that was meant to touch the hundreds of people that will be listening to this um podcast episode so this is it and divine timing there's nothing better than that i couldn't agree more awesome so I'd love for us to start off with um maybe you can share the story of how we met because it's always so funny how persons cross paths with each other knowing that we're not in the same country we we're not in the same zone we're not in the same industry but here we are together recording this podcast episode so I'd love for you to share like how did we meet how did we come into being in each other's lives you're now you're more than like somebody on the internet you're know, like my accountability partner and my friend so how did we how did we start this journey together
1: yeah it's actually a story that I enjoy telling
0: so um
1: there was a particular Instagram account that I was following and they happened to share um, a post about you, and there was just something about the post and about you and your picture. I love your energy. You were wearing my favorite color, yellow. Yeah, and <laughs> I was instantly just attracted to you and to your vibe, but. Most importantly, I was at the phase where I wanted to launch a digital product and I knew what I wanted to do, but I wasn't sure how to do it. And so seeing that you were a launch strategist and that you help people with their launch at the time, I was really excited to connect with you. And so off the back of seeing the um, Instagram post, I sent you a DM and we, you know, exchanged emails and you booked a consultation with me. And we got to work and you helped me with my very first launch, um, which I have to say thank you very much for. I learned so much. It was such a wonderful experience. And ever since then, I just can't get enough of Leon services like <laughs> I keep coming back you know and you've helped me in so many different ways not just the launch but even you know putting together my course and so um, in addition to um, helping me with the launch you also helped me to build my course um, in terms of the sales page the emails um and you've also helped me recently with even social media stuff so yeah you've helped me in so many ways with my business and still helping me you know we've developed a really good professional and personal relationship um i've used your services you've also used mine i had the pleasure of um going through your budget and helping you with some of the goals that you wanted to achieve in your personal finance And yeah, we've now become accountability partners because we share similar roles in terms of growing our business and um, yeah, taking it to the next level. So it's been an absolute pleasure just getting to work with you and know you as well, just all the way from across the world. It just goes to show the power of social media, but also the power of the Internet.
0: Yes, I I love it. I love it. I love that we've both been each other's clients because I think like we both have so much respect for each other and so much value for the work that we both do. You know, it's different industries, but like I appreciate when you, you know, you give me tough love when you're like, Leon, this, this, this might be a better option for you, et cetera. And then when I'm able to also help you, um, especially when it comes to like launching your services and and all of that good stuff. Now let's dive into money because Esther, that's why they're here. That's why this listener who decided to tap on this podcast episode, they want to talk about money. They want to hear about finances. So what I'd like for you to share with us, like, why is, why is your relationship with money important? You know, especially as a a business owner or a woman in business specifically like why is it that your finances your financial management and your money is important it's
1: it's essential to life I feel like the same way that we look at health you know the importance that we put on exercising on eating healthy I feel like we need to give our finance that same kind of put that, put our finance on the same pedestal, or even higher, you know, we go to school to get a job to earn money, right? You know, people take 1000s of pounds and dollars of student loan to get a good education to get a job to work or to set up a business. But yet still, there's nothing in life that equips you for managing the very money that we're sent out to earn. So I feel like financial literacy is essential to life, you know, and we need to prioritize that more. It's so important. Um, A lot of people are good at making money, but they're not good at managing it. You know, Mm. and some people are out here working hard or I need to hustle. I need to have 10 jobs. But if they knew basic financial principles, basic money management skills, they wouldn't need three, four jobs. They could just be very content with the one job and still be able to achieve their goals. So this is why I think um, personal finance, literacy and education is important because I feel like, you know, it's a part of life. You know, you can't you can't live life without money. You need money for everything. <laughs> and if there's anybody that's able to live life without, then I need them to contact me at ASAP.
0: you know like you're 100% correct I always say that every goal has a financial aspect to it you know and with that in mind like what are some ways whether knowingly or unknowingly that we as business owners sabotage our personal finances what are some things that we may be doing right now or that we tend to do
1: I would say that you know it it will probably be different for
0: a lot of people um,
1: but I think in many ways where we don't really, we ignore our finances, we just ignore it. We think that it will sort itself out, right? We think that all we need to do is earn the money. Let me just bring in the money. Let me bring the client. Let me get the sales, you know, but it's more to just bring in the income. Once that income comes, if we don't intentionally manage it and have a plan in place and dictate where it goes and what it does, then our money ends up ruling us, right? Um, and I like to give the example of seeing our money like a business like, like a company that you run, right? So if, you know, like your company, for example, say you had em- employee employees. Right, you have people that you hire, unless you give them a specific job description, they're just gonna roll in every day, drink tea and and eat biscuits every day, not get anything done because you've not given them a specific task. Right, all they know is that they just get paid to come in, so the day comes. And you're paying them for nothing. It's the same with our finances. If we don't assign it a role, if we don't give it a job description, guess what? It's just going to do what the heck it likes.
0: Mm.
1: So that's one of the ways that I think that you know, as business owners, that we sabotage um, our finances is that we we leave it by chance and we think that it will sort itself out. Um. Secondly, I think lack of budgeting, and I know some people don't like the B word. Some people find budgeting restrictive, you know, they don't understand it. You know, there's too many methods out there um, or they're just not sure how to get started. But budgeting is like one of the basic things that we all must be doing, both in our personal and in our business finance. You know, rich people budget and budgeting is literally where you tell your money where to go. You're assigning a role to your money. You're giving it a job. And you're very clear about what is coming in and what is going out. That's basically what budgeting is. Whether you do it using a pen and a paper or you do it on a spreadsheet or you use an app, it doesn't matter how you do it as long as you have one, right? And I think as well, one of the other things is that people get very comfortable with debt, especially, you know, business owners. Um, they wanna invest in their business, you know, whether it's to take out a loan Or get some investment or put things on a credit card, you know, and we it's very easy to get comfortable with having debt. And the more comfortable we get, the bigger the debt becomes and the harder it is to get out. And you know, debt can be a major obstacle that prevents people from achieving their financial goals. So I think there's loads of ways that business owners, you know, sabotage their finances, but I think these three, which um, is not leaving it by chance and not budgeting and being very comfortable with debt
0: wow I I love all all three of those points especially about giving your money a purpose you know like I think that was one of the initial things that you even told me in our um, budgeting session you were like your money every cent give it a purpose <laughs> You know, and I, that's, that's really stuck with me. Like what, eight, nine months later, that really, really stood with me. Um, what I love us, love you to guide us through Esther is what are the practical steps that we can now take to better manage our finances? If we realize like someone is listening to this and they realize, oh, I don't give my money a purpose. Oh, I don't budget. Oh, I, you know, I am tend, I tend to like gain more debt, etc. What steps can someone take now to be on their journey to better manage their finances?
1: Great question.
0: So in the examples
1: that I give, I will relate it to both personal and business. And I feel like, you know, although you shouldn't mix the two monies together, but you can actually manage your business finance similarly to how you manage your personal finance. There are some differences, but you literally follow the same principles, right? Um, So I would say the first thing is to keep your business finance and personal finance separate. So keeping those two monies separate, managing them from separate accounts really, really help because if you intertwine the two, it can get very confusing. It can become very stressful, especially when it comes to doing your taxes and when it comes to account management. So you want to keep the two separate, even if you are paying yourself from your business finance. You want to have a separate account that your business income goes in and your business expenses go out of. And then you would, you know, deposit money from your business account into your personal account and always keep the two separate. So that's the first thing. Um, The second thing would be, have a personal budget and a business budget, right? So this is where like i said you outline your income your expenses when you expect expenses to come in um, which accounts you're paying them from and um, where you're able to track the sales that you're making um, this is so 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 important so even when it even if you have an accountant Or even if you have someone managing your business finance, it's really important that you as the CEO of your business, you have eyes on your finance, right? We shouldn't just leave it to other people to manage our money. So yes, have an accountant. Yes, have a financial advisor. But you need to know what's happening with your money. You need to know, you know, what's coming in, what's going out. Because then that way you feel empowered, but you're also just not leaving the responsibility to somebody else to decide the fate of your finances. Um, I would also say, you know, pay yourself first. And you know, Leon, that this is one of my favorite words or terminologies or phrases. You will always hear me talk about paying yourself first. So, both in your personal and in your business finance, you want to make it a priority to always pay yourself first now when i say pay yourself first what i mean by that is that you allocate a specific amount of funds that will go towards giving saving investing um, taxes and goals that you have for your finances now what tends to happen is that when we receive a salary or you know we receive income from our business We tend to just pay our bills, pay our expenses, and then depending on what is left, that's what we will then pay ourselves with. But what I encourage my clients to do is to flip it around. If you start with the end in mind, you're more likely to make progress. So when you receive your salary or your business income, you want to ask yourself, okay, how much am I giving this month? How much do I want to save? How much do I want to put away in investment? How much do I need to put away, you know, for my taxes? What goals do I have that are really important to me that I need to plan for ahead of time? So this is what I call pay yourself first. And. Depending on your goals, the categories that you have for paying yourself first will vary. So, for example, for your business, um, your pay yourself category could be business savings, right? You and I know that our income fluctuates in our business, right? You know, we have seasons where we're doing great. We have seasons where business is a bit slow. And we have seasons where we just want to take a break. We don't want to see no clients, like how Leon took two weeks break. (laughs) Um, Leon took two weeks break. She was able to afford afford a two-week break, I think, sometime last year. And in those two weeks, she was still able to pay her bills and still live her best life. So you want to have some savings aside that you can fall back on um, for things that you want to do in the future, but also so that you can still pay your business expenses on those um, quiet months. You also wanna have business investment. So this is money that you can put aside so you can start investing for your business. Um, This this money could also be used to things that you wanna do in the future. So whether it's you want to um, go on a particular course to build up your business skills, whether it's you you wanna build some savings to hire your first team member, you know, you can use that money for different things. You also want to put money aside for your business tax. Um, You know, I used to run a limited company, an entertainment company, and I got into so much trouble with taxes, and I'm never going through that again. So now I literally put aside 10% of all of my um, business income. And then that way, when the tax um, season comes, I only need to top up a little bit you know, extra if I need to. Um, So there's different categories that you can give yourself just depending on where you are with your business and what goals are important to you. Um, I can share two more if it helps. Yeah, sure. We're we're all ears. We're all ears. And, And, you know, this fourth one is actually from you because, you know, if you are a super fan of Leon, like myself, um, Leon always talks about being a CEO, So I call this have a CEO business finance day. So this is a day that you (laughs) this is a day that you set aside where you focus on your personal um or or and your business finance. Whether you do that you do this once a week or whether you do this bi-weekly or once a month, but this is just where you block out a few hours and you go through your budget, you go through Your income, your sales, you go through your expenses, you know, you forecast, you know, the next month's expense or next month's income. And this will give you so much peace of mind about your finances. I find that people stress about money and about their finances because they don't have any eyes on it. They don't really know what's going on. They have an idea, but because they're ignoring it, they're not looking at the numbers, they get stressed because they don't really know where things are at. But oh my by you God. your yeah. CEO business finance day, your eyes are on your money. You can catch things before they come. You already know, okay, I've got, you know, lots of bills coming out next month. This is the minimum amount of sales I need to get. This is the minimum amount of clients I need to book. This is the goal that I need to hit for my launch so that for the next three months, I can be able to pay my bills and also pay myself so that's something that I got from yeah. you particularly to the name
0: yeah can I if I can interject for a bit like I I absolutely love that because I remember when I first started to like have my Fridays be my personal finance day and you know I'm a marketing coach and strategist so um even I go even a separate with at least once a month. I have like a CEO day. So it's not just finances, but it finances, marketing, clients, and just manage like the US statistics behind it so that I have data when it's time to look back so that I can project going forward. You know, so you don't have to limit it to your finances, which is major by itself. But you can yeah. definitely consider, like, you know, how many um what's my email subscribers like when I started the month versus when I ended it, you know, like, um, how much posts did I create this month? What was the best thing about this month? What was the most challenging thing about this month? You know, how did I feel about this month? What did I struggle with this month? You know, and it's just really great because you get to look back. Like I love like for 2020, I was able to like look back for the entire 2020 and see something that were like really great for me. Things that I really struggled with look at like my top three posts see like which posts, um, they do best and say, okay, how could I repurpose more of that post going forward in 2021? And I can talk like a million and one things about this, but this episode is about finance. So if you want me to talk about like social media analytics, how you can use it, etc., slide into my DMs at the content magnet and let me know. But back to the point, Esther, like that about having like a finance day. And I told you, I had it like every week, right? So every Friday. Yeah. I was checking my finances. And let me tell you, that was not easy. That was not easy to realize that you are spending twice the amount that you're making in one week. <laughs> you know, it's not easy to realize, well, am, I spending, am I really spending more on purchased food than grocery? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. it's not easy. And I, I don't want, I don't want, like, our listeners to feel like we are romanticizing it. Because, like, doing the work it relates to your finances is not, it's not an easy thing, right, Esther? it's not at all. It's not an, it's not easy.
1: You know, there's one, you know, when it comes to money, we just want to have it and spend it, right? <laughs> we <Pretty much>. just, <laughs> just want it to come in and we want it to, to, you know, to be able to use it on things that we enjoy, but how many things in life that we do every day that we don't particularly enjoy, but we know is good for us. And mm. so we just, down to if you want to have control of your finance then you really want to spend time you know with your finances you want to spend time you know understanding where you're at and setting goals for where you want to be and working towards that and it's not easy like I I said to my husband I was like oh my goodness we haven't actually sat down together to budget for about two months so although we've been budgeting but we've not sat down and done it together and gone through our goals and even I noticed the difference after two months you know where there were clashes there were things that he was planning that I didn't know about there were things that I was planning that he didn't know about and we mm-hmm. realized oh my gosh we we saved less because you had that plan and I had this plan so um as much as it's not fun it's important to do and I always say yeah. make it fun you know make it fun so when we budget trust me I have popcorn I'm (laughs) making tea you know even if I have to pour us some wine I put some music on you know we pick you know either in the kitchen or in the living room I set the scene and I always do something fun after I've done my budget because at Mm. the end of the day if my money's doing good, I know that I'm doing good. So make it fun. Make that day fun. You want to associate money and budgeting with, you know, peace, you know, and fun things. You don't want to think about budgeting and you feel stressed already.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. I love that. Great wow. stuff. And the
1: final tip that I just wanted to, um, to give, which I mentioned already mm-hmm. is, you know, when it comes to business finance and even personal finance, you want to get accountability and you want to work with experts, right? So I struggled for years with my um, personal finance because I just tried to do it all on my own. And I didn't share my, what I was going through with anybody, um, mainly because I felt a lot of guilt and a lot of shame that I was earning a very good um, salary, but I was in debt and had no savings. So, getting an accountability partner and working with an expert is really important, especially for business finance, because things like taxes, you know, you don't want to get into any trouble with that. So leave that to the experts, you know, even if you just check in with your accountant every quarter, just so that you can stay on track and you know what to focus on is
0: really important. I love that. Um, I'm, I'm getting a calling to ask you esther like i know you you've been in you you've experienced your share of debt and you know i love you for how open you are about you know being in like over 18k in debt and this is in uk dollars to my trini friends right and you paying all of that you becoming debt free right um what would you firstly so this is a kind of two-part question what would you tell to someone who is currently neck deep in debt and they're feeling stuck right now and what scripts or how would you suggest that someone tell persons around them that oh I am in debt whether it's their partner whether it's their parent whether it's their sibling whether it's their friends as a way to let them know that I may not be indulging in certain things because I am in this debt and I am not I am really and truly aiming to become debt free. I'm working to repay this debt. Like how would you suggest someone have that conversation with their loved ones? Oh, I love this question.
1: Um, mainly because this was one of the first hurdles I had to jump when I started my personal finance journey. Yeah. So the first thing I would say to anyone who is neck deep in debt and feeling stuck is I would actually ask them a question. I would ask them if they've had enough. Like, are you fed up? Have you got to the point where you're fed up and you've had enough? Because to tell you the truth, until you get to the point of being fed up, like, I've had enough. I can't take this anymore, right? It's hard to take meaningful action to become debt-free. A lot of people like the idea of becoming debt-free. Oh, I want to pay this debt. But they're not really ready. They're not really serious right They're if i told them what to do it would just be information they won't go away and and take action so i would first ask you are you really serious about becoming debt-free have you got to the point where you've had enough and you want to finally make the change because until you get to that point nothing's going to happen and unfortunately I had to get to that point. I got to the point where I was almost evicted from my home three times. I got to the point where I was 800 pounds short in my bills every month. I defaulted on my debt. And that was when I realized, okay, I've had enough. I really cannot go on as I am anymore. And once I got to that point, I was able to make the changes um, that has led me to become debt-free. So in terms of dealing with friends and family and sharing you know, that with them, it's not an easy thing to do, right? I don't say it lightly. It is very hard because when it comes to money, money's very private, right? Um, in the UK, people are very conservative. You don't ask people how much they're earning. You don't ask people how much debt they have. Um, Even if somebody gets a promotion, they'll be like, oh, I got a promotion, but they're not telling you how much increase they got. Even if they say, i got a bonus, they're not telling you how much. So when it comes to money, it is very private. Um, It's not something that people just talk about. And I get that. But when it comes to the people that we love and the people that love us and care about us, our partners, our families that we live with, our close friends, Right. If you think about it, our close friends, they know everything about us. They know, they know who our first boyfriend was. Mm-hmm. They know what our, where our first kiss was. They know our embarrassing moments, but yet still, they don't know anything about our finances. And that was me. You know, My friends knew everything about me, but they didn't know that I had debt. They didn't know that I wasn't good at managing my finance. So I realized that I wasn't really living in my truth. I wasn't really being the authentic Esther that I thought that I was. And I also wasn't living according to my values as a Christian. And that was what gave me the courage to open up to them. Now, I'm not saying, you know, go and post on Facebook or Instagram or send a tweet that, you know, this is how much debt I have, and I'm really bad with money, you don't have to do that. But what I would encourage you to do is find someone that you trust, that you can open up to and share, you know, what situation you're in, share with them how, how much debt you have, you know, how you feel about your finances, and, you know, the goals that you want to achieve, And I know this is an easy thing to do, but that was what helped me. The first thing I did is I first shared with my husband because he left all the budgeting to me. My husband just goes and earns the money and brings it home, right? Mm -hmm. He's just like, here, here it is. He didn't know that his wife was a spender. Mm. I would spend, and some things I wouldn't tell him where the money came from. He wouldn't always know that I used our rent money to pay for that holiday, And then now that we're back, I have to catch up for two months, right? Mm -hmm. So I I had to open up and say to him, look, I am really bad with money. And at first he didn't take it serious, but I was like, no, no, no. I am really bad with money. Like, or I say to him, yeah, I've saved, but he doesn't know two months later I've taken the savings out,
0: right? Mm -hmm. I
1: only tell him when I save. I don't tell him that I've used the savings or what I've used it on. So I had to open up about that, but it was first me opening up to myself. It was first me being real with myself and accepting where I was, not using where I was to define who I was, right? Because there's a difference between owning your crap, right, and feeling like crap. So you have to own your situation. You have to own your money mistakes. You have to own how much debt you have. You have to own the fact that, You're earning a lot of money and you don't have any savings. You have to own the fact that you've been working for five, 10 years and have nothing to show for it. I had to own that fact. Right. Mm. And then I was able to speak from a place of truth to him. And he also had to take ownership. You know, I also had to bring him to account that I needed his support in, in our finances, that he could no longer leave me to do everything And then from that, we agreed on, you know, budgeting and what areas he will be responsible for. After opening up to my husband, I then opened up to my close friends. I said to them, look, I have £18,000 worth of debt. I am short every month by £800. I have to decide every month who gets paid, right? Literally, Leon, I would be calling my creditors saying, hey, so... I can't pay you this month because I paid you last month and I need to pay these other people this month. (laughs) Mm So, so I can't pay you this month, but Hey, I'm going to catch up next month. And I was literally doing that for six months. Um, so I had to say to my friends, look, don't invite me anywhere. I can't afford to go out to eat. Even if I had $20, I need to put that towards my debt. So I had to open up to them that, you know, I had financial problems and I didn't want them to invite me anywhere. It didn't mean that I lost friendship. I compensated for things that I couldn't be involved in. So for example, if it was their birthday, I would literally go out, take $20, buy some ingredients, come cook a meal and say, hey girl, come over, I've got some movies for us to watch. We can listen to some music and catch up, you know. And I found that during that period, I actually got a lot closer with my friends and also sharing with them what was happening with my finances. They also got to open up about theirs,
0: Mm. you know. So
1: we actually brought some of my very close um, friendships. It, It made us closer and it actually improved our relationship because, Like I said, we shared everything else, but just this one area, money, was always a gray gray cloud. So I know it's not easy. I'm not saying to go and tell every family member your business, but it's important that those we love, that we're able to be transparent and live an authentic life by sharing where we are with our finances and asking for support. Um, Especially in big... um, households that have big family members right you you find that it's usually one person that's carrying the burden usually the eldest in the family that's carrying the burden or the one that earns the most and it shouldn't be the case you know in a household where you live with family members it should be shared responsibility
0: so that everybody can achieve their own goals wow I love that I I I love so pretty much what you said is that as you open up and you become more vulnerable about your finances, and I know this applies to pretty much anything in your life, you attract deeper connections, you attract deeper people as a result of it who are openly supporting you and you more or less attract a community of people who are all interesting in meeting, you know, their specific goals and whatnot. And I feel like that is the magic in itself. So I know sometimes we're burdened with ego, we're burdened with shame, we're burdened with guilt. But I hope that if you're listening to this podcast and you're in debt, I've been in debt before, I hope you know that you don't have to like stay underneath those things. You don't have to stay underneath the ego and the guilt and the shame. You could rise above it. Certainly. And, you know, I had, a a, we
1: have an uncle, well, we had an uncle um, who committed suicide because he found out that he had to go bankrupt. And I always just ask myself, what if he had opened up to somebody about that?
0: Yeah, you know
1: the family didn't find out until when um they he wrote a note he drove to a hotel really far away and he wrote a note and committed suicide and that's been actually one of my um, motivation for just being so vocal about my finance is really just to get is to diminish the shame and the guilt around it um And, you know, when I talk about my personal finance, I feel a sense of relief, you know, I feel a sense of the guilt and shame going away, that actually, the more I talk about it, the more I realize I wasn't the only one making those mistakes. And you end up just laughing about it, right? You know, because you realize that, oh, my goodness, I'm not the only one that, you know, got a credit card so young, or I'm not the only one that wasted money on this. And, you begin to see that, oh, actually, one, it's not only me, but secondly, it's not as bad as I thought it was. So if it's not as bad as I thought it was, there must be a solution and a way out of this.
0: Yeah. Wow. You know, Esther, you 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 spoke a mouthful. There are so many takeaways and gems from this podcast episode and the aim of this podcast is to beat overwhelm and frustration. I never want someone to listen to an episode and start to feel frustrated and overwhelmed about whatever in this instance about their finances. So I always love to end by asking all my guests, like what is one thing that you do in your life to prevent you from becoming overwhelmed and hitting that dreaded burnout?
1: Well, I am still a work in progress. (laughs) I love that. So, and I'm going to be totally honest, you know, I I have a full-time job, um, a nine-to-five, and I have two businesses that I run. I have the personal finance education, I have the life insurance, and I also freelance for another finance company in America. So right now, I'm doing a lot. I'm also married, I have a family, I'm involved in church, um, you know, I have friends that I want to meet up with. So it's a lot um, and I'm not going to water it down and I'm not going to lie. In the beginning, I was trying to do everything, be everything. I had my superwoman cape on. Mm
0: -hmm. Thankfully,
1: I still have my superwoman cape on because I am a superwoman. But I have learned that um, business success doesn't always mean more. So or even personal life success, it doesn't always mean more. It doesn't mean more work, more clients, more money. So I have learned to get the right balance. Um, Like I said, I'm still a work in progress. And by getting the right balance, um, and I get this from you as well, is I'm learning to put more of the CEO hat on, on a daily basis. And I do that by doing more of the tasks in my business that require only me to do. Or the tasks that I enjoy so recently I've invested in somebody helping me you know with social media um I often you know invest even in Leon you know paying for services just to get support with that because I know that actually if I did that particular task it's going to take me three days to do it I know Leon can get this done in a day or two and <laughs> she'll be much much better at doing it than me um, So that's kind of how I've been managing overwhelm is by outsourcing um, things that I know I'm not good at. I could probably do, but I'm not the best and I don't particularly enjoy doing it. And also just focusing on the most important things in my business. So it's very easy in the beginning when you start your business to think everything is important. Oh my gosh, I need, I need to do the about on my website, you know, <laughs> I need to get this website color and you can spend a whole year trying to do the perfect about me page, trying to do the perfect homepage. <laughs> so I had to learn quickly that some things are good to have and some things are must have. And I think the more that I focus on that, the less overwhelmed I become and the less I burn out. Um, But also just having regular breaks, you know, understanding what my limit is. You know, for example, literally yesterday I did nothing productive. And instead of just trying to push through, I think it was about midday and I realized that there was no point in me trying to do anything
0: right mm-hmm. wow thank you so much for that and i love and appreciate you i love and appreciate how open you are about your story your journey where you are at and i'm sure someone who's listening to this podcast episode wants to learn more about you so what is your preferred way of connecting
1: so i would love to connect with you um, on instagram um my instagram handle is boss of my money you can also stop by at boss I also have a podcast, so you can always um come and just listen to the podcast. Um, you can search on any podcast platform, boss of my money.
0: Yes, and all of this will be linked in the show notes below. Esther, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Content Magnet Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If anyone in your circle will benefit from this podcast, Please be generous, share it to your stories, and tag me at The Content Magnet. Let's beat overwhelmed and create a life filled with happiness and freedom. See you on the next podcast.